We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We are honored to have uh, Matt Mayoko of uh, San Francisco NBC Sports. Here's a man who's also a part of the 49ers talk podcast 26 year veteran so he's a little bit more inclined to my age group and my people so we love that matt how you doing man i'm <laughs> doing great doc thank you, you so ever much get for sick having me all these show. young people man all these young people yeah. and i do love them don't get me wrong but at some yeah, point we, well, you and i we could teach them some lessons we've we? gone further in reverse then they've gone, most of them gone fast forward, okay? But yet you can't tell them anything. And I get to, we get to work with one of them. He's just turned 25. And oh, I tell man. you what, it is a lot of fun, though. You got to be loving life. I remember, I know where you're at because I've been there. You mm-hmm. got a team, you've already started looking ahead. You know where the Super Bowl is going to be. And in your mind, you've already started thinking of ticket count. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Don't even act like I'm yeah. not saying you're no, cocky. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't do tickets. That's the okay. one area I, so, I don't do. So your friends but. have not hit you up, thinking, "Yo, Matt, can you the, hook a brother up?" They they know me too well. They know me too well. But I, I will say this: um, you know, the Forty ers clinched the division on you know last Thursday yeah, night last Thursday in night. Seattle, right? And so you know they're final three games of the regular season, I don't know if it has much of an impact because they're either going to be the third seed or the two seed. Right. And the way the Vikings look from time to time, I'm not sure it really matters whether the 49ers are the second or the third. So your your ultimate point, I think, was that maybe these final three games are just kind of get through them mm-hmm. and get into the playoffs yep. because that's when the games really, you know, like yep. from now on, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if they, they want to go in with momentum, but also everybody right now is kind of focused on whatever it is, the weekend of January 15th, 16th. Yep. Um, who they're going to be opening against and put the best foot forward then. You know, make sure that Debo Samuel's ready. Make sure that, you know, Nick Bosa's ready. And make sure that some of the guys who are, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey, who's had a little bit of a knee issue, hasn't kept him out of the lineup, but just make sure he's ready yeah. to go. So that's that's your point, I think. And then yeah, that, yeah. You know, it's and, not and as commanders, easy. It's also yeah, different. Command- Commanders are – this is a playoff game for the Commanders. Oh, desperation. Do or die. Yeah. And so die. the the motivation is different for both teams. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the 49ers are kind of hammering home. No, no, no. We we don't want 
to lose. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's preseason or regular season when the games count or regular season when their playoff situations already kind of cleared up. They don't want to lose. And right now they have a seven-game winning streak going with the commanders coming to town, and they don't. They want that to be an eight-game winning streak on, on Sunday. Yeah, I'm very familiar with a lot of your people because they were here. And mm-hmm. uh, the hardest-working human being that I've ever seen uh, is Jay Bernetti, who was the equipment man that was here, yeah. who's there uh-huh. with you now, and the Shanahan's and everybody, Trent Williams, one of my personal favorites. And yeah. and um, so I get it. We've also – I remember when we used to be really good and be in these situations. But you got one thing – it's working for you that I think will help, and that is you've got a baby at quarterback that your adults know they've got to protect, and they got to get him up to speed so he doesn't cost them this opportunity. Where do you stand on that? Well, I think that it – I don't think anything's really changed because they're not asking much more or less, I should say, from the baby, Brock Purdy, than they did with Jimmy Garoppolo. But I see this game as really important for the the maturation of Brock Purdy because of what we just talked about. Right. Jack Del Rio and that commander's coaching staff, they have three games of film to to analyze from Brock Purdy. So this is going to be a playoff type of defense that he's going to be facing. Mm-hmm. And and you said the word desperate, right? Desperate. They're they're yep. desperate. Oh, so what? So they're not going to pull. They're going to pull out all the stops the commanders are to, based on what they think Brock Purdy is capable of doing mm-hmm. and what he's not capable of doing of making life extremely difficult for him. So to me, this is a huge step for Brock Purdy to to kind of get a taste of what playoff football is like from a playoff defense, and so. It'll be interesting to see what the commanders come up with defensively, and that will kind of provide, I think, a blueprint for how the 49ers will expect defenses to play them in the postseason with Brock Purdy, a quarterback. It's interesting because anybody my age, you know, played it, you play it candlestick. You, it's San Francisco, but now it's not. And mm-hmm. you, you've maintained one thing I've been impressed by, being a West Coast guy that grew up on the West Coast and a Bruin, we never we always never get credit for having fans that are just ferocious. You travel as well as any professional team in sports. You don't get the credit for it, but I've seen you take over Jerry World. You own yeah. you own the new stadium LA. in LA. Yeah. And and the people have been traveling. It's it's a it's a trip. I don't like it personally. <laughs> I, I, I miss the old school deal, being down there, going to getting the food, waterfront, blah, blah, blah. But your base is there. You're primed for this. If there's a concern, what is it for you, other than Purdy, quarterback, and he's protected, and your defense, you got all these all pros, is there any area of concern? I don't think so. I, I think this is a really good roster, and it's a, it's a team of – Guys, you know, they are superstars on both sides of the ball. And so I don't think there is really any concern other than them, you know, making mistakes in inopportune times that cost the team a victory. So in, in other words, I think I think the 49ers can go head to head with any team in the league. 
and that's the the Bills, the Chiefs, um, the Eagles, whoever you determine are the top five or six teams in the NFL. I think the 49ers can play with any of those teams, but then it becomes that unknown factor that you can't predict, you know, the turnovers, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, a drop pass at an inopportune time, a missed tackle, a blown coverage, um, all, all those kinds of things that you simply can't predict. So, I mean, right now, I mean, when you look at the star power, not just star power, but I mean, you mentioned Trent Williams. I mean, he's, He's Beast. he might be the best player in the NFL, regardless of position. Yeah, um, and you know, but it's Trent Williams, it's George Kittle, it's Debo Samuel, it's Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, um, you know, on the other side, it's it's Nick Bosa, it's Fred Warner, it's yeah. Dre Greenlaw, it's you know, Charvarius Ward is a cornerback who just doesn't get the attention he deserves. No, you he is. I think the Fourers are loaded. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I do. Loaded. I do think they're loaded, and now it's a matter of just. You know, peaking at the right time, um, making sure that those guys are are healthy and ready to go when the games count. But there's, uh, I don't think there's a team in the league that has, or let's put it this way, I don't think there's a team in the league that has more mm-hmm. uh, big time players than the Forty Nineers. There might be some teams that are equal or right there. Oh yeah. And, and but I think when it comes to the roster that they put together, John Lynch. And heck, Martin Martin Mayhew was was in the yeah, on the ground floor of that yeah. as well, and yeah. now he's the the GM there. So um, no, the Forty ers are set up very well. And even though they're on their third quarterback, mm-hmm. remember now through the entire off season it was going to be the Trey Lance show, yeah. and they had moved on from Jimmy Garoppolo. It was going to be Trey Lance the entire off season. The entire training camp was built around getting Trey Lance ready to play. He goes out week two. Jimmy Garoppolo steps in. Jimmy Garoppolo plays pretty well. He goes out, and now Brock Purdy is in. And kind of the amazing part of this, at least the initial sample size, is that each each time the 49ers have gone from one quarterback and gone down one rung on the depth chart, that guy who steps in plays better than the guy who just departed. So that's the way Brock Purdy is right now. Through three games, he's been playing better than, than the other two quarterbacks. Yeah, well, he benefited from the absence um, and these injuries, and he was smart and he paid attention. Some guys are just ready yeah. for it, and he played a lot in college. I like guys that have a lot of snaps in their mm-hmm. belt. I don't care what level it was. He could be at the boys' club, but you got to have snaps. I don't buy into the one-year wonders. I have never have. He looks the part from the sense that when he stepped in, so I think that was week 14 mm-hmm. when when uh, Garoppolo was injured against the Miami Dolphins and no one really had much of a time to kind of take a deep breath and go, oh, no, what is happening? Garoppolo left the game and no one was quite sure how severe it was. But by the time everyone found out how bad it was, Purdy was already playing good football. Yep. And so no one had a chance to kind of panic and go, oh, the season's lost. It's over. Mm -hmm. Because you basically see Brock Purdy playing really well and looking, you know, he wasn't deer in the headlights. He was like, I've I've been here. And to your point, Doc, he did play a lot of football at Iowa State, a four-year starter, uh, started 46, 47 games there. And so he wasn't panicked. He looked like he knew what he was doing, which is half the battle. He was calm. He was composed. He looked like he'd been there before. And so everybody's like, wow, this, this guy's pretty good. You know, he's, he's not bad at all. And then you find out, 
you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is out for the season, at least, you know, yeah. if, if he does return, it's going to be deep, deep, deep into the playoffs. But by that point, it was like, well, you know what? The team looked just as good with Purdy, so just keep on rolling. Hey, Matt, this is Mike. Uh, you guys have looked great this season despite the amount of injuries you guys have gone through. But in my opinion, one of the best in-season trades in NFL history was that uh, you guys acquired Christian McCaffrey this year. Uh, not only how much are you guys going to have to rely on him moving forward, but what was the vibe like in the locker room when you guys were dealing with those injuries and now realizing that you have one of the premier backs in the league? Like, What kind of uplift did that bring to the entire you know, San Francisco area? So I was just talking to Kyle Juszczyk, the 49ers uh, Pro Bowl fullback, and I asked him about when he found out that that trade occurred, and he said that he and George Kittle and Fred Warner were just joking, you know, like – the day before that trade happened, they were joking like, hey, you know, Christian McCaffrey, you know, he's going to be coming here in a trade. And they were joking and they were laughing about it because they didn't think that there was any way that that was possible. That's not the kind of move the 49ers have made. And so then when it happened, they almost thought at first it was a practical joke. But they were like, oh, my gosh, this opens up everything. Because in a lot of ways, I mean, he fits the running game. He fits them. He gives them something they didn't have, which was a back who could run those choice routes that Kyle Shanahan loves so much out of the backfield. He, he's a terror against man coverage. And so he just he basically gave them an element that they had never had before since Shanahan's been here with the 49ers. He's kind of like, he's like Debo Samuel, but kind of the opposite. Debo Samuel is a, a wide receiver who runs like a running back. Christian McCaffrey is a running back who runs routes like a wide receiver. And so, you know, Debo Samuel has been out now for a couple of games. He's doing fine. He'll be ready for sure for the postseason. But the 49ers have really leaned on McCaffrey. So now I think it's a matter of, you know, this game Saturday and the two final games of the regular season kind of manage McCaffrey a little bit. Just, you know, he, he was a workhorse in Seattle, he had 26 rushing attempts and six pass catches in that game because the 49ers really wanted to win it. They they wanted to just you know get to that finish line, be, win that game up in Seattle, clinch the division, and now I think it's going to be a little bit not necessarily take the foot off the accelerator, but manage what you know manage his touches, make sure that he's you know refreshed and ready to go for the playoffs. So I don't. I mean, you'll see a lot of McCaffrey on Saturday, but I don't think you'll see anywhere near the 32 touches that he had up in Seattle last week. So once you guys get back to full strength and you get Debo back on the field, is there any teams that you're kind of worried about come playoff time? Um, I mean, I, I would think the team – I mean, I mean, this is the NFL. I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, the, the first game, you know, probably be in the playoffs will you know i would think it'd be against washington or or the new york giants i mean all those teams pose threats but i think when you look at the nfc i mean is when it wouldn't philadelphia still be the favorite out of the nfc just because of the consistency with which they played yeah, i think so. they only have the yeah they only have the one loss this yeah. season that coming to the eagles uh, or i'm sorry to the uh, to the commanders um i, I mean i i would think I would think people would, would think if it comes to this, a 49ers-Philadelphia NFC Championship game, I would think the Eagles would still be the favorite, but I bet a lot of people around the 
around the, the nation would say, watch out for the 49ers. You know, don't be surprised if they go in there and that win, win that game. But I would just think that, you know, just because, well, and of course, a lot of it has to do with Jalen Hurts' um, health at that point, too. But, I mean, I, I would think that right now, when you look at it, I mean, those would, would clearly be the two favorites. Now, that could change in a hurry on Saturday if Washington puts together a game plan that thoroughly confounds Brock Purdy and we start to see him more as a liability than as a guy who can just keep that train rolling. Yeah, it's been the craziest year that I've seen in many, many moons because of the uncertainty yeah. of things and playing home in a way is like day and night. Matt Miocco, hey, man, uh, love having your expertise on. Best of luck the following week after this with the 49ers Talk Podcast and all that you do. And uh, good to have a, a real vet uh, here with us today, man. And, uh, again, the following week, I've got you back. All right, Doc. I appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to a fun one on Saturday. Absolutely. If you see Jay Bernetti or those guys, man, tell them DLC hollered at him. I definitely will. Okay, got you. That's Matt Bianco again, San Francisco NBC Sports. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 